are listening to the Burst Boss Scottish Football Podcast, episode number 85 with me, your host, Hamish Carton. Lots and lots for us to get through today. We'll be looking ahead to another week of Scottish Premiership action. It starts tonight uh, on Friday at Rugby Park and it goes all the way uh, to tomorrow with loads of games as well. Um, we'll also be talking Celtic after the Scottish club qualified for the group stage of the Champions League and about their, their group and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, we'll also be answering your latest questions, discussing the news that's coming out of the Scottish game at the moment and much more. In the studio today we have Matt Finlay. How you doing Hamish? Very well. Callum Fisher. Happy to be here again. <coughs> John Joe Clark. Likewise, happy to be here again. And uh, Lewis Kemp. Hello, Hamish. You'll be pleased to know it's just an hour today, Lewis. Just an hour. I'm pleased to know that. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of hangovers in the studio today. I think a few of the boys were out last night. So, um, me, of course, I wasn't drinking last night because I knew we had uh, a big Wise podcast man. a big podcast on the, on the go today. Um, so, it's a bit <coughs> of a... To be honest, there's not much of a plan today because we were all drinking last night. The head's everywhere, so it might be a bit of a... Um, free-for-all. A free-for-all today, that's a good way to put it. Um, so, basically, to, to kick off on that note, uh, where are we starting? I suppose the sensible place to start would be tonight's game. Uh, at Rugby Park, it's Kilmarnock against Rangers. Kelly in 10th place, just uh, above the, the relegation places, just to rub it into the snowman and Kelly Cow. Um, and Rangers are currently going to win the league because they are top of the league with seven points um, from the three games, are plus two goal difference. How do we see this game going tonight? Who's Are you any going to it? Uh, I'll be there. Did you manage to get a ticket? I did, after a, a bit of hassle, eventually. It, it almost involved having to go to Dalkeith to get a ticket, but yes, uh, I've got a ticket for would, would you have gone to Dalkeith? Uh, probably, yeah. W- uh, where even is Dalkeith? I don't know. <laughs> it's, not Edinburgh, it's Edinburgh. Is it? Yeah. Folk for Dalkeith know where Dalkeith is? <laughs> probably not. Um, sorry to any any of the Dalkeith listeners there. Uh, Lewis, looking ahead to the game, how how do you see that match going? Um, relegation threatened Kilmarnock against table toppers Rangers. Well, I think all kind of logic would uh, point to a pretty comfortable Rangers win, especially given Kilmarnock's performance uh, last Saturday, which I, I think defensively they were very poor. I thought they didn't give any support to the strikers, uh, so they'll need to improve in that front, uh, or it could be a could be a pretty comfortable Rangers win, but I've, I think I've actually tipped us for a draw. So um, I don't know. Kamarnock do have this kind of knack of what one week having a horrible result and then coming back and kind of surprising or upsetting the odds. And I, and I like Clark as a manager as well. I think he'll have his players well up for tonight. Yep, Kamarnock without centre back Miles Addison tonight. That could be a bit of a, a miss for them, Johnny. Yeah, I think he's been he's been pivotal for Kelly since coming in from uh, from Blackpool down south. But just what Lewis is saying there, uh, what we said in the podcast last week, uh, Kilmarnock's sort of best areas going forward. Although it wasn't uh, clear to see against Ross County with no shots on target, but uh, that is sort of their, their uh, strong points. And if they can get players up in support of Koulibaly and Boyd, I think if they play two up front like they did with County, they'll have a bit of a bit of a chance and Rangers can't keep a clean sheet in the league this season as we've seen so I mean Hamilton Motherwell and Dundee have all scored against them so if Kelly can do that and uh, keep it tight at the back they're in with a definite chance Well Callum you came out with the, the outrageous <laughs> statement earlier on uh, in the week about Inverness uh, po- probably not keeping a clean sheet all season do you think the same could go for Rangers looking ahead? I must have missed that one obviously um, <laughs> No I think um, 
Obviously, it seems like every week the first question when it comes to Rangers is always about the, the back four and things like that. Um, Kilmarnock have, have got enough to trouble us, definitely. Um, I think, although, you know, Wilson and Kiernan probably had one of their best games together last season against Kilmarnock in the two Scottish, or the two of their best games, uh, particularly the one at Ibrox um, against Kilmarnock in the Scottish Cup. Um, obviously, it's a, a very different Kilmarnock side now, but. I mean, the, the the worry is always there. It, it's it's kind of the, the two main concerns are the defence cost us goals, and we don't seem to be lethal enough quite yet in front of goal. Whereby you know conceding one goal um, is kind of is well not ideal. Um, you know, it, we make it we make it harder on ourselves by not being able to to, to score enough goals, and obviously with Joe Garner coming in. Uh, looking forward to hopefully seeing him start tonight. Um, hopefully he'll be the answer. Um, but you know, as I think everyone says, with, with Rangers you can expect a goal against Rangers at some point in the game. And um, the important thing for us tonight is to take to take our chances when we get them because we do create a barrel load of chances. I mean, I said after the game on Saturday, if Kenny Moore scores that chance in the first half at 0-0 I think we would have had a, not a very comfortable afternoon, but it would certainly wouldn't have been as difficult for us. Um, on uh, on Saturday, if we'd have gone one nil up um, earlier on in the game, and I think that will be the case. I think if we can get an early goal, um, then I, I think we we can make it easier for ourselves. Um, and and obviously conceding one goal isn't um, as detrimental as it would be when we don't finish our chances. Yeah, well, we're given Kamarnik a goal already, Matt. How many will Rangers score tonight? I think I've said four on the predictor. Four? So um, I honestly think Rangers are going to walk o- walk over them. <laughs> you uh, hate Kamarnik. I, I know I've I've got this <laughs> reputation building. I think that I'm just anti Killy, but I just can't see any positives at the moment with them. Uh, honestly, I just I said it last week, and I thought Ross County would walk all over them, and sadly I was correct. I think um, they're not. Lee Clark still trying to figure out his team. I think, uh, and. I just don't think this game's. They're going to be ready for this game yet. I think their Rangers are going to be very comfortable tonight, especially mm. if, especially if they score early. Yeah, I think um, the obviously the, it's. I think it's easy with how Kilmarnock maybe started to to go along with that. I think the problem with <laughs> that is the fact that, as I was saying, we create a lot of chances, but it's still not really clicking in the middle of the park in terms of creativity. We, I think Barton and Ross are the two certain starters, but we need a kind of a runner in there like Holt or or Josh Windass. Even Forrester playing in there, but it just depends who kind of plays in there tonight. I get a feeling Halliday um, will will probably start again. It will be the familiar three. So if it is that, I I don't think it will be anywhere near four four or five. I think it will be two three one at the very most. I think um, we're still not we've still not gelled enough. Um, whereby we're going to be putting sides away, particularly um, and on a surface and a, and a part like uh, Rugby Park. Do you want a stat, Johnny? Oh, I'm a big fan, yes. Uh, SPL stats on Twitter. Uh, Kilmarnock have won just three of their last 18 matches at Rugby Park and they've lost 11 of them. So you'd probably, probably fancy Rangers on that kind of basis um, to get the result tonight. That's tonight's game live on... BT Sport. BT Sport, good. Um, Saturday's football will start with the cracker at New Douglas Park Hamilton against Ross County Lewis Kemp how's that one going to go? Um, well given Hamilton's very poor record at home you'd, you'd probably pluck for a Ross County win but, um, so We'll come to a, a statement for every single game our first one is that Kelly will 100% score tonight Right. second one Ross County will win 
yes. Yes, because Hamilton just... I mean, I wonder what Hamilton's start. I wonder if we've got a wee start for Hamilton at home. Yeah, uh, they've won one in their last 16. <sighs> also credit to SPL stats for that one. Uh, that makes Kelly's form look quite good at home. I mean, they've lost 10 of those, drawn 5 and won one of their last 16 at home. So, Ross County are, are going to win by a few to, tomorrow, Matt. Definitely. I think, um, as we've just touched on there about Hamilton's home record, it's absolutely abysmal, but they're just they're just never going to win at home, I don't think. Can that be a statement? Like They just won't win at home this year. <laughs> I think that's what Ross, like, Ross Clark said. Did, uh, he not, did he not come out and say that yeah, Hamilton wouldn't score a home goal all season? <laughs> I can't remember that, actually. Uh, like, after week. the Kilmarnock game, obviously. Yeah. I think I've got won't. a text on my phone saying that mm. from him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, no, I just think that they're they're gonna the Ross County were very impressive last week uh, against Kelly. I mean, they were very good. I mean, Boyce is just on fire just now, and I think um, he's gonna continue that this weekend. And I thought you were gonna break into a wee song again there, Matt. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm done. I'm singing days are over after that. I'll make that the certainty for the Hamilton game. Boyce will score. Mm. Will he score more and more. Oh, God. <laughs> so you can kind of you can kind of do your bookies corner today because Johnny, I'll put the shame on you right now. You've not prepared at all. No. The homework no. hasn't been done, um, but we'll let you we'll let you do it on the spot. Um, <sighs> so your first one, obviously, we don't know odds, but odds are kind of relevant, really. It's just I did a, I happened. did have a look. I just didn't take any notes. I know Ross County were oh, thirteen Jesus. to ten at Hamilton. Um, so I think so. Do you think Ross County to win and boys to score. I think that's a good bet. You probably get two to one on that Aye. somewhere around it's, there. It's uh, decent, Rangers eh? both teams to score was two to one as well. I looked at that. Aye, the same as last week, which came in. Aye. And if you're saying killer a certainty to score, and I mean Matt's saying he thinks uh, Rangers will score four. I mean, going by that, it's, it's not a bad mm. bet either. Probably pretty <laughs> decent. Um, the other Highland team, Inverness, Caledonian Thistle, are at home tomorrow against another. Um, good team in the Premiership St Johnson uh, St Johnson the first defeat in 12 I think last week against Celtic um, I was listening to Tommy Wright on the Sports Sound uh, during the week great. then he's here yeah, yeah it was great yeah. really interesting what he was saying about the way he's, he's kind of he's enjoying what he's doing at St Johnson he has ambitions to go away at some point down south but he's just he's just loving what he's doing and he he has um, he's been there I think three years now Lomas was in two before him and it's been five amazing years for St Johnson it's not showing any signs of, of stopping either yeah yeah I mean I, I think I mean Tommy Wright's been an excellent manager and I, 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 I do encourage any of the listeners to to uh, find that sport, sports sound uh, interview with him because it was, it was very good but um yeah, I think I think actually St Johnson are one of these clubs that are just very well run. So I, uh, I think no matter what who comes in there, you know it's going to be quite a not an easy job, but um, certainly um, certainly more difficult jobs out there. I think, but um, for I mean, uh, he was talking about in an interview talking about how um, the Dun United game and uh, the Dun United offer he got the managerial uh, offer he got yeah when McNamara left yeah and uh, I don't think it was quite interesting because it kind of felt like he was never really he wasn't really that interested in it and, and you know I think he was more hearts more kind of set on a move down south but um, yeah I mean this game for me it's actually quite interesting because I think there was maybe a, a time a couple of years back where both these teams you could say were pretty even uh, and you've seen Inverness really you know falter maybe uh, recently, last year wasn't a, wasn't a great season for them, uh, and the start of this season's been dire, to be honest. Uh, mm. So, as a, I think for Inverness, this is a really must-win game for them. What's your uh, your prediction, Johnny? Not your score prediction, but your your prediction for the game. 
Like who is Richie Foran going to come out and apologise and take the blame himself? What what quote are we going to get for Richie Foran? Um, I think we'll get a positive one because I think Inverness will get a result. What's a result? I, I think they'll get a point. Um, Just say a draw then. A draw, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, he seems to be. I mean, we gave him a bit of a, a slagging last week for um, maybe being a sort of guy who would who would blame his players. But like you say, he came yeah, out he last did, week he and took it, he totally took the blame for mm-hmm. it. So I, I can see him being a, a sort of positive manager. And like I say, I think he'll get a lot of time at Inverness. They're not a club who are who are rash. Um, it's maybe you wouldn't have said that after giving the four-year deal, but uh, mm. no, I, I do think they'll get a point against St. Johnson Home. It's a sort of game Aye. they've got to get a point. I agree with you, actually. I think my prediction, I think I've put down St. Johnson to win. That was earlier on in the week. Yeah. I kind of think right now that I can, I can see that being the kind of game Vanessa got a one-all draw or something. I think they might That's just... That's what I've put, yeah. I don't, I don't even know why it is, because of dire minus seven goal difference, no points from the first three games, whereas... Uh, St. Johnson of all right, they've only got four points. They've played, I think, three of the best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just I've got a wee feeling that they might just St. Johnson might just not quite be at it, and Inverness might get a point from it tomorrow because it's, it's always a tough place to go. The Highlands, like the, you kind of take it for granted, but the the trek up is still difficult. I think for teams. Um, so that's tomorrow at three o'clock as well. Motherwell against Dundee. Who wants to take this one? This is this is an interesting one. Lots of lots of good players. Oxford will be um, watching this game, man, because they, they've obviously they signed Hemmings and now they've been linked with Marvin Johnson and Louis Moat as well. So I mean, there's um, there's lots of interest in this game at Fir Park. Who's the manager at Oxford taking all these players away down from <laughs> Scotland? I don't it's know. No, it's normally a Scottish manager that does these I'll sort of find things. Find out it's for you right now. I'm Jockey Scott. <laughs> It'll pro- probably be someone like uh, um, who's the boy that was down at Plymouth, um, Derek Adams. Derek, it'll be someone like that. Sunday He's still court. at Plymouth, yeah. Or maybe it's just a, a guy that just takes a kid. Like Roberto Martinez was famous for it. Um, t- always taking players down from from Scotland to Everton and, and Wigan yeah. and things like that. McCarthy, and McCarthy. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to find so, out um, here. Oxford United. Michael I've Appleton. Got, uh, it rings a bell no, that name. Um, he's, uh, he's a nice, there's a nice photo of mm. him there in uh, a West Brom shirt in 2009. Black no links with Scotland then. Uh, he is. He's from Salford, so I, right. I don't know. He's obviously just just fancying it, but they've um, they signed uh, Kane Hemmings as I said. Mm-hmm. And where, where did Jackson Irvine go? Burton Albion in the Championship, though, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I suppose that's that's a different level, but. Um, I think there's there's lots of interest, so I'd just be interested if they'll be looking at that game. There, there's lots of good players there. Dundee um, at the moment sitting and just inside the top half, one of those teams with four points from their first three games. Motherwell only have three from their first three games. Uh, a bit of heartbreak for them at Ibrooks last week. How do you think they'll they'll bounce back from that? Um, I think. I can see this one being a draw. Um, the actual kind of thought of this game makes my hangover a wee bit worse, to be honest. Uh, Why? I don't know. It's just. I think this game. I think. Uh, There's a lot of worse games. I think weekend, it's the like, greatest game of the weekend. Like I think I've we'll got we'll more, more goals than any other game. I think there'll be goals in this game because mm. neither are really good at the back. I think Motherwell are settling. They're starting to settle a little, but. Um, the boy, the boy Hennigan's been pretty good so far, but I think McManus is a bit of a 
slow coach and I think um, Dun- Dundee might do quite nicely in there but Dundee themselves I, mean, I think Mark O'Hara to score might be a decent bet three games in a row what is your, your bet Johnny? It was Motherwell and both teams to score going along with the goals I think that was 16-5 to five, so we're just over 3-1 I think that's a good bet like you say there's there's goals in that game without a doubt uh, both very attacking uh, attacking teams Dundee though are famous for 1-1 draws so I wouldn't rule one of them out as well Hmm. How do you envisage Partick Thistle against Hearts going tomorrow, Matt? Um, I think the Hearts really have to just pick up from where they left off last week, and I think they will. To be honest, I mean they were very impressive last week, and um, I think with, with Partick were quite unlucky with Tawdry as well. So I mean, but we've talked up Partick over the last few weeks, and rightly so. I think they are a very good team, a much improved side. Sorry, so uh, they, w- they won't make it easy for Hearts. I think they need to kind of we talk about home records and so on. Partick really should make like for Hill, a bit of a fortress if they can because uh, because obviously it's not going to be easy especially against the likes of Hearts mm, I think so uh, I think Hearts will win tomorrow I mean they're, they're coming off a good result last week I think there are signs that Salmon and Water starting to hit it off Don Cowie if he's half as good as last week will probably be brilliant again the likes of Nicholson and Walker as well um, is Walker back for this game? it's been two games two so games, yeah, yeah. Uh, how, how do you see it, Lewis? Um, I've actually I've tipped a nil-nil draw. So, uh, <laughs> Positive as ever. Yep. But um, I think, from a kind of heart's point of view, I think if they have ambitions of you know second place or third place or whatever it may be, I think these are kind of the games they'll need to pick up points in. So, um, do you think they do have ambitions of second place? Uh, yeah, I, th- I, think you, I think, yeah. I think, I think the fans certainly do. Anyway. The fans certainly would. Do you think they think they can win the league? You never know. You never know. I do. I just look at Hearts, and I think they're they're a team that are coming for a lot of criticism. But I've always been one of their biggest fans. I think first game of the season, the only time I think I've seen them this season, they were really impressive against Celtic. Um, obviously, they, they bowed out the Betfred Cup against St. Johnson. They were apparently terrible that <laughs> night. But um, obviously, a tough defeat against Celtic. A draw at Pitodri could easily have won it if Tony Watt tucks that away in the last minute and uh, a thumping win over Inverness last week I, I think it's been a it's not been a great start by any means but I think if they win tomorrow you, you'll suddenly look at it it'll be what's that seven points and you'll, you'll be thinking Hearts might actually be alright this season after a really tough start because Partick Thistle got to remember we're, we're tipping them quite highly this season uh, as well what's your, your bet Johnny? Uh, I think just a simple Hearts win it was they're over even I think they're five to four so uh, oh. yes. Yeah, the bookies seem last season anyway. They always seem to rate Hearts quite yeah, like, poorly. They gave good. Remember that day they were away at Hamilton and they didn't win. So I suppose the bookies were right, but they were like evens away at Hamilton. And yeah, was, they were evens last weekend at home to Inverness as well. Nice. So Hearts, really? Yeah, I think mad. if if you put a ten on Hearts every week for the whole season, you would make a decent amount of yeah. money. Because what, what home to Inverness? That's the easiest game in the league, probably. Home at Hamilton, something like that, and even home to Hamilton, they'd probably be what worse. Four to six, something like that. Yeah, and that that Hamilton game last season was off the back of a really really good run of form from yeah. them. So, yeah, maybe the bookies don't don't watch Hearts too often. I know they're <laughs> just a bit of a strange one. Probably newly promoted last season, but they're still yeah. kind of getting to grips with it. Um, the big game, of course, at the weekend is at Celtic Park tomorrow. It is the top two from last season's Premiership. It's Celtic against Aberdeen. You can feel the divide in the room already. <laughs> um, this is is this a big game? I don't yeah. think it's been built up, but I think I've it's hardly heard about it. Game. Probably yeah. from the Celtic point of view, with all the Champions League stuff that you've 
probably heard very little about it, but it was only really today when you, you see the, the, the pre-match press conference and all that kind of stuff, you start to think it's actually right, Celtic Aberdeen tomorrow, like it's one of our mm. showpiece games. I think if anything, I think that, that fact factor kind of works works into Aberdeen's favour, I think. I think that'll help them mm-hmm. uh, kind of go under the radar a wee bit. But um, yeah, I mean, Aberdeen's record at Parkhead's not great. Um, to put, we, it, to put I, it lightly, yeah, <laughs> twenty-two I, losses in a row in the league. Yeah, the one in the cup, I think, in yeah. twenty twelve or so. Twice in the cup, aye, yeah. twice in the cup. But aye, the league record's terrible. Mm-hmm. And our record uh, coming off of European games is nowhere near as bad as people would, what, what people are led to believe. In fact, I think it's actually pretty decent coming off European games. So um, yeah, I, I think kind of logic tells you myself Celtic win, but this is a very good chance for Aberdeen as well, you know, and I think. I think it would definitely put down a marker mm-hmm. uh, if they got some sort of result here. Because, um, I mean, they, they do need to improve Aberdeen, I think. They're, 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 although they have, you know, I think they've been very consistent the last two seasons. They've, you know, had two very good points tallies. You know, they haven't really, for me, shown a lot of progression in terms of, you know, trophies or, you know, you know in terms of the league and, and what whatnot, you know. So, um, we'll see what happens. But I think... Um, I think it should be a Celtic win. Hmm. What, what about you, Matt? Because it's been a kind of yeah. 50-50 start to the season from Aberdeen. Nothing great, but it's not been disastrous either. Yeah, I think we've now got to accept that the European hangover has to be gone. I mean, it's been yeah, three weeks, you know what so, I mean? Eh? There's, there's no doubt about that. Like, It's now league business, and, and obviously until you play in the Cups, but like, you just got to go, you just got to kind of look at that at Aberdeen team, and I'm, I'm confident... I'm always confident in the, in the squad. I think we, as a squad, we have got one of the be- obviously we've got one of the better ones. I just can't see us getting anything tomorrow. Like I really, I'm in the predictor. I put two two because I never like say against Aberdeen, but I just can't. I just can't see us getting four nil. You said last night. You thought I four nil Aberdeen. Pre- uh-huh. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure you said four nil uh-huh. Celtic. Just oh, to yeah, yeah. put that one out. I, th- there. I think we could probably Celtic will score a couple of goals. I think Celtic. <laughs> I think Celtic will hammer them tomorrow. Yeah. I think uh, Aberdeen and result at Parkhead just doesn't go. It just doesn't equate. Really. Or, I mean, last year, even though the se- like the the game that officially wrapped up the title, I mean, Celtic yeah. went flying ahead three 0 and you just think, oh, here we go again. But we actually got back into it. Like, mm-hmm. albeit it was a nothing game, they still showed fight and determination. So, Derek McInnes will have them up for it. I I still don't think he knows what his best squad is. Um, like sorry, his best starting lineup is. So. Um, I think I'm excited to see Wes Burns though uh, playing if he if he gets in a and obviously Miles Story coming off a goal last week I mean it causes problems for McInnes a, a good headache if you like obviously um, however I just can't see I just can't see he's getting anything hmm. I really can't is there anyone tapping Aberdeen at all that you know of no I, I've, I, I think my dad probably if that's it in the predictor I said 1-0 but I've got a wee feeling that Aberdeen might get something really? just haven't oh. watched the game uh, Celtic against Beersheba I know it's a totally like Celtic did the job we'll talk about that later yeah. but I just think there'll be a little bit of a hangover I mm. think qualifying in that manner is maybe not great in terms of the league um, in terms of maybe the mindset for the game and I just think Aberdeen will be right up for it um, mm. I'm not going to be bold enough to say they'll win uh, I probably still think Celtic will edge it but I don't think it'll be a hammering by any any accounts I think it went 1-0 so mm. close game I think defence has pr- improved dramatically though really from Aberdeen's point of view I think I mean I mean, you, you, you only need to see I mean we've only conceded one goal in the three games and that was a, a last minute consolation we also only scored two 
Yeah, well, exactly. But I mean, I think attacking wise, we are better this year. And what, give Johnny Hayes two weeks left, or a week or whatever he's due back, and you'll see you'll see the goals starting to come in. Well, they see the, the chances mm. being, being better anyway. Mm. Did you want to come in, Cal? No, I was just going to say. I think um, I think, to kind of uh, go against myself a wee bit. Maybe Hammond's a bit strong, but I think Celtic will come flying out of the traps in the game. And I think it might be a case of like that game at the end of last season. I think Celtic will score, could score one or two goals early on. And I think Aberdeen might come back into the game. But I think by that point, Celtic will have scored enough goals to to just to see I, it out. Yeah, I don't. I I just I just don't see Aberdeen going there because every time we talk about this, like, this Aberdeen team, you know, could get a result there. And to be fair, they did fantastically well against Celtic at Pataudry, but it just seems to be something about them going to Parkhead. I mean, it's the same. They haven't won at Ibrox for ages as well, but um, it just seems to be at Parkhead. They just can't seem to get a result. Um, and I don't think that'll change. I think Celtic, going forward, will just have far too much of them. Um, I'm quite, I think we were talking about this last night um, during our pre-drink session um, about the fact that the game wasn't even on the TV. Um, mm. And we're thinking maybe, is that already showing that Perhaps the television companies are like don't, don't actually see it as an Aberdeen as a challenge anymore because I mean this is a big game regardless of the fact that <coughs> Rangers are back you know this is the top two going at it. I mean every game last year was on the telly and also it's Celtic's first home league game of the season yeah so. you need that does that mean the flag gets no, on, on that the no I not involved in a European game um, but it's still it? obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know I, I I don't know if you should read too much into it. Mm. I, I just think, I think it's just an abundance of good games we've got this weekend. I think you could have chosen either. Uh, well, I, th- I think you would if you cho- if chosen one game, you'd choose Celtic Aberdeen. Yeah. But I think well, when they, one of the old firms are away from home, they're aye. always on the telly, so yeah. that was never going to be. I just, aye, I just think it's you kind of can't have it both ways. Like we can't really complain mm. about it not being on telly. But then we're complaining about Celtic home or Rangers home games always been on telly and half twelve games. So mm-hmm. I think it's good. I think the crowd will be much bigger yeah. for it. Even look at uh, the one uh, the week before last, Aberdeen and Hearts. It would have been on telly all four games, all five games, including mm-hmm. the cup game, uh, were televised last season. Mm-hmm. Even Thursday night one at the end of the season was televised last two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. No, no TV cameras to be seen apart for the sports scene ones. Um, so it, it's obviously. Some something's changed, but I don't think you need too actually, much. Into it. I think it's good. I, I, I actually think, it's think that it's worked in, like the in terms of for the for supporters, it's probably worked yeah. in favour because three o'clock, obviously, Celtic's first game probably get a full house. You get a better Aberdeen support than it would be at like half twelve on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the train excuse, yeah, or <laughs> aye. and uh, with the with the Rangers, the Rangers game, obviously, it's a short distance for the Rangers supporters that will be there. It's a Friday night. It's a wee bit different. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's because of the telly but I think it is actually enhanced or will enhance the atmosphere and whatever at the games as opposed to, to hindering as so often television can do mm-hmm. Very true uh, looking forward to this weekend uh, in the Premiership as I say Kilmarnock Rangers tonight Celtic Aberdeen Hamilton Ross County Inverness St Johnson Motherwell Dundee and Partick Thistle Hearts all tomorrow all 3 o'clock kickoffs. Um, there are 15 other games as well in the lower leagues 
uh, all three o'clock kickoffs tomorrow. So it's a really busy schedule tomorrow. The first of them, I think you're going to Johnny Clark Air and St Mirren. Yeah, I'll be going to that one. I think uh, Lewis has kindly offered me a ticket to the Celtic game, but I think I'm picking Air over it. Really? Um, don't take, don't you dare. I don't want to. I, I don't think I, I want to upset Matt too much. He won't <laughs> let me back in his house. But uh, nah, it was a more enticing game. Uh, <laughs> 10th v 9th you just can't turn that down the championship but mm. I've not actually not seen it this season I'm, mm. I'm interested to see how they I know they've added a few players Harkins to their squad and other players that, that have got a bit of pedigree but um, I, I just don't I don't see how they've, that they've improved enough to go up to the championship to compete at that level uh, I think most of us predicted apart from Ross who said they'd be 5th I think most of us predicted <laughs> they, they would finish bottom of the table and They've not really done anything to suggest otherwise so far. You know, three pretty damaging defeats, uh, all comfortable. Um, I remember actually when me and you uh, were at the Stranraer game um, yeah. at the end of the season. And after the game, you know, although it was a great kind of day for air or whatever, you know, we were thinking to ourselves, you know, we were both saying to ourselves, you know, if this, they, they need to really um, mm. bring in a lot of players here or they, they, they'll finish, you know, dead bottom. Uh, and although yeah they've brought in the guys at Harkins, um, I just I, I don't see too much um, hope for them to be honest. Cause I don't think they have brought in mm. uh, enough kind of quality players. For I think I think there definitely has a gulf, a bigger yeah. gulf than people realise in the mm-hmm. Championship and League One. Mm-hmm. You only have to look at mm-hmm. Allo and Livingston, yeah. two teams who were yeah. terrible in the Championship last year. Have gone in and they're putting four and five past teams in League One with the same squad basically, or maybe added a couple of players. Um, so I think Air could do I think players like Gary Harkins a great signing for them for me he's still a premiership player um, signings like that should really help I'll be honest I've not seen much of Air at all I've, they still got Preston and I was just wondering that I, he's always he's been on loan but mm. I think he's on loan he's again and that, no he signed he? permanently for like a conference did he? I, can't remember so I know they've still got they've still got Craig Moore there. Yeah. Um he's back on loan, yeah. But it's I don't know. I think they've got a really good manager there, but in the in the League Cup group stage he looked good. They got results against uh, Hamilton. Hamilton and uh, Livingston, who I suppose it now looks like a good result, and Edinburgh City and they, they actually only lost to St Mirren, I think a in the p- last penalty minute. or something like that in yeah. the last minute. Um, so there's maybe cause for hope there. I think they need to take something tomorrow yeah. though, because the longer it goes without them getting anything, I think the more worried you'd be mm-hmm. about them. Um, for St Mirren, I think it's nobody's suggesting they're going to stay in ninth place all season. I think it's just a case similar to Falkirk uh, that they need they need the first win as well as, as well as Air. I think they, they they need the first win to start moving mm-hmm. up the table. Um, talking about Falkirk, Falkirk I've got Dumbarton tomorrow, Dumbarton in the lofty heights of 5th place, Falkirk away down in 8th, hmm. is tomorrow the day that Connor Park smiles again? Hope not <laughs> nah, um, you would, as you were just saying, you'd expect Falkirk to get it back together, <laughs> or get it together rather, at some point, as Connor always says, he, they're notoriously slow starters, Dumbarton I think it was a similar situation with them last season. I think I can remember they were in the yeah. playoff spots. What, what is that excuse? So they're notoriously slow I know. I don't, I don't buy I don't that. I think like, it's, as I think if it's like no, in their I think DNA it's because they, they haven't won like in their um, opening day or I something in like ten years. It's or like an excuse. Yeah. So the equivalent of Hibs at Falkirk that just a slow. It start, it's, like, like, it's like he says it and he just takes it for granted. Or we always start slow. Tight as if it's like, oh, all right, fair enough. Then, like, why are they always well, starting slow? That should it, be a worry. 
It's the same way though that you could find a positive if they get like humped nine 0 like liquidated. Say, like, I don't know. Like there was a like a good thirty yard pass at one point or something like that's the kind of stuff he comes away with really. Mm. But not a criticism. Like it's good that he's a glass glass half full. I mean, I, I watched them play them Barton away last year. I think they put five past them without reply that day. Um, Dumbarton I suppose have started quite well but I just think Falkirk will be too strong for them tomorrow uh, the Ray McKinnon derby at Tannadice it is the Tangerines Dundee United against Gary Locke's table toppers Wraith Rovers just let that sink in for a wee minute Matt it's is, all going to come crashing down you sound like a broken record saying that I know I'm just I'm it telling you at what point will I, it come I will die down? on this hill Gary Locke will not be manager by the end of February oh, <laughs> that's the worst prediction I think yeah, he's already done better than what you, you and Kilmarnock will stay up I believe I said that as well. mm. I, I think uh, I think Dundee United will win tomorrow Matt uh, yeah I think they will I think Ray McKinnon is going to be he's going to have to be up for it I think it's a statement for him if, if, he, if he was to come away empty handed tomorrow then People will be saying, "Oh, like you made a you made a bad decision leaving." It, it, it sounds petty, but it's true. Like it's little things like niggles like that that we get that we get under him. I think, and I, and I certainly think they will win. Although I've been very impressed with Wraith Rovers. I think, I think I, I'm I'm with you, Hamish, in terms. Of, I think that uh, Callum Scott's very critical of Gary Locke. He's obviously yeah. got his reasons, but you know, I mean. I think that he's proving that he's a he's a decent championship manager. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he's maybe found his level, but I mean, going into this game, all the all the pressures on. I would say all the pressures on Dundee United without a doubt. And I think so. I, I, but I still think they'll get the result. <coughs> I'd agree with that completely. Um, just looking at the league table, you've obviously got um, sorry, Rafe Rovers are top of the league with nine points. Hibs also have maximum points, Queen of the South have seven, and then it kind of goes all the way down, it's only three points, but at this stage after three games it then goes to four points seven to four um, Wraith Rovers and Queen of the South aren't going to keep it up there's no chance they're going to win the league really, so you're a bit worried that that becomes a one horse race very early Lewis, if, if Hibs keep winning, they've got um, Morton at home tomorrow Yeah, yeah, but I think I think to be honest with you, I mean, Hibs were going to have to eventually, you know, win that, win, win that that league, and I think that, that this year is, is a time, you know, they've they've went out, they've brought in Lennon, which is quite a quite an ambitious uh, appointment, really, um, and uh, I think I think anything other than first or a comfortable first for them would be. Uh, Disastrous, really. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think I think I don't think anyone really expected that Hibs would not be running away with it at this point. Mm. Did Alan Johnson used to manage Queen of the South? Yes, yes, because they're playing Dunfermline tomorrow. His current team yep. at East End Park. He managed them to um, uh, the League One. When I was like, really high, really high total. It was like I think only yeah. only bettered by Gretna and Rangers. I think like it was a really really high total um, they got that year I think they only lost two or three games the whole season um, that's tomorrow Queen of the South as I said third place Dunfermline away down in seventh with just one win um, from their first three matches at opening day one against Dumbarton do you see them making it win number two Johnny? Um, I don't know this is one of the toughest games to predict of the weekend uh, all I can say is I think there'll be goals uh, in that game, I mean, the first win of the season, I think it was not five three, four three, four three, yeah, against Dumbarton. Um, the season, I think, 
maybe with Ayr doing so poorly, uh, what makes it even worse is that teams like Queen of the South and, and Dumbarton, even Dunfermline to a slight extent, have been doing so well. And they're, they're the sort of targets, like you said, St Mirren are not going to be... I mean, Ross probably won't rule it out, a loyal St Mirren fan, but they're probably not going to be down there. They're ambitious and looking at the playoffs, so mm. there's quite a gap already for, for Ayr to bridge. But no, I do, I think... If I had to back someone, I would probably back Dunfermline to win, really? even though they're behind. Yeah, I think Queens will win quite comfortably. Oh, you would say that, though, wouldn't you? You're well, a massive course, Queens yeah. fan. Oh, just, yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, Queens was not forget. Obviously, coming off beating Falkirk, bit Hibs in the cup. Um, so you know they've they've had a drawn with Dun United away. Something Thumped there mm. that nobody would have expected. Whereas Dunfermline, you know, they're scraping past them, Barton. Uh, lost to Wraith obviously it's not it's not an easy start to the season um, I think they'll eventually um, get a string of results together but I think I think Queen's could could, could win this quite comfortably League 1 Albion or Alloa Callum Alloa I think East Fife or Brecon Matt East Fife or draw I suppose a draw is an option <laughs> in a football match East Fife um, Queen's Park or Livingston or draw Johnny Livingston Stenhouse Muir or Airdrieonians is basically one option there, Lewis. Airdrie. Yeah. And uh, Stranraer versus Peterhead, Calm. Peterhead, because they've, they can't be quite as bad as they have been for the entire season, I don't think. You say the same about Stranraer, though. Stranraer yeah. bottom. I mean, we've not even spoken about them. Last year, in the playoffs, um, as you said, only lost some penalties. Could have been playing in the the championship. They've had a complete meltdown. Um, they actually did all right in their their Betfred group. I think. I think they only lost to Motherwell and Rangers, um, and they're now sitting tenth place. Played three minus eight goal difference. Well, I'm right in saying they lost a few players because yeah, a lot of them went to air. They, they lost Andy Stone. I know that, but yeah. I don't know. If, I think they lost quite a few. Of Still got Willie Gibson. Not sure. Good, Good to know we're on the ball there. <laughs> Good to know we know our League One football. Um, and League Two, um, which we do know a bit better, to be honest. Our broth against Stirling Albion. Um, I don't know, our, our broth, I think uh, last week got a late winner at Elgin. So, I mean, they're, they're coming off a good result. Uh, fourth in the league, Stirling Albion themselves beat Montrose last week. So, I think that could be, that could be a close one. Um, I'll go with a draw for that one. Clyde Cowdenbeath is an almost certain Clyde victory. Unless Cowdenbeath win last week has given them new hope. Mm. Well, obviously Clyde get beat by Anne and they weren't too convincing against Montrose in the opening day at mm. home. So The two games that know. you've said are certain victories were both on the coupon. They're both 11 to 10. Mm-hmm. Um, Airdrie away. Evens. Yeah. Uh, uh, evens yeah. are 11 to 10. It was when I put it on. And 11 to 10 for Clyde at home to Cowdenbeath. Really, that's a really good price, yeah. Clyde. 11 to 10, I think. That's a mm-hmm. really good Imagine price. Imagine Beef would sort of pick it up though soon I mean you were talking about teams earlier like the gulf between League 1 and the Championship and Aloha and Livingston putting five past teams but Cowdenbeath you know they maybe were the exception because they just went straight down and and now they're looking terrible again and they've got some they've kept some of their players as well like I don't really understand it, but they're basically hearts under twenties though playing in League Two. They're a very <laughs> young team. Mm. I, I just I, I've, been, I've got no hope for Cowdenbeath. I really don't. I I could honestly see them finishing really low down the table. I don't I don't think they're anything special. I think they've got a a young manager 
who will probably come good in time, but right now I think he's struggling a bit. I don't think he's got he's got no experience to lean on. Um, so I, I think they'll lose tomorrow, and I think they'll struggle big time this season. Uh, Edinburgh City, are they going to pick up the first point this weekend? No. You all seem very optimistic for Edinburgh City. Where are they again? Sorry, uh, they're at that? home to Berwick. Well, perhaps. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you kind of hope that they need to pick up, but they do need to pick up points, obviously. And home home points is obviously crucial for them. And if they can, uh, if they can start by by beating Berwick, who, as we know, aren't aren't great. I mean, they're they're not. I mean, this but by Derby is this a close? Derby for them, would you maybe say? Sort of. It's kind of it's on that road. It's like as close I'm as not having that Derby. <laughs> it's in England. Hi, but it's like well, probably what an hour away with that. Um, so no, I, I think Edinburgh City they they do need to start picking up points soon because they're going to be cut adrift. I mean, just, fair, this is probably yeah. If there's about a week that they can get well, some points, maybe, I, mean, I, I would have actually said last week probably against Cowden Beath would have been their time yeah, to but get points. This time, so yeah. Got that middle uh, crowd. I don't, I don't know. I, I think if they're the same as Ayr, I think in the championship, if they don't start getting a result, yeah. they'll they might struggle big time. Um, Forfar against Elgin table toppers. Forfar, uh, Lewis, you were tipping them for the start of the season, uh, and second place Elgin. This is a top of the table battle. And uh, as my prediction is usually, my predictions are usually right. I'm sure Forfar will uh, win this game comfortably. Maybe not, but how how comfortably? Huh? How comfortably? 2-0. 2-0, very comfortable. Uh, and Montrose against Annan. Uh, Montrose 9th place, Annan 3rd place. Annan victory. Is yeah, it I so. I'm not. I'm not confident for Montrose this season. Mm. I mean, they've brought in a lot, a lot of new players, but just doesn't seem to be gelling. Mm. I think just, uh, just down the road at Arbroath seems to be a lot more positive. Mm. I've actually not done my homework either this week because we've not got the predictions ready at the moment. Although I think everyone gave the prediction. I've, probably I've got. Them I haven't one. yet. I will. I'll get them to you. Uh, probably uh, other than Ross Clark as well. I don't know if he's done it, but I mean, you've your time is ticking, Callum Fisher. You've I know. Three I'll, hours. Get, I'll do them on the bus on the way to the game. Oh, I don't you know. Won't. The, the deadline I think was an hour before kickoff, so you might need to hurry up with right, that I'll just in it. case team news and all that kind of stuff. You know, the team as news soon as the mics up. are turned off, I will get my predictions done. Good stuff. Um, who's your last man standing team, Lewis? Hibernian. Hibernian against mm. Morton. Yep. I'm becoming the first person to pick Celtic as their last man standing team. I'm going for Celtic at home to Aberdeen. My thinking, I was looking at all of it. I've already already picked uh, Hibs. Uh, Clyde would have been another one. Already picked them. Adrian? Um, That's what I would have picked if I didn't pick Hibs. I don't like picking away teams. I'm, uh, I'm trying. I don't think I've picked an away team yet. <coughs> uh, no, I've picked. I've just picked home teams so far. So I, th- I don't like picking away teams. Um, I, I don't know who else you'd look at if you'd look at. I thought about Rangers tonight again an away team. Yeah. I just I, I just think Celtic are the most certain team to win out of any of those games. Uh, that this weekend, that's how I've gone with. Did we get a Connor Park LMS? Uh, I'm not sure. Did I can't remind who it was though, but he did post it in the did chat. He? I'll have a wee have look it? back hmm? and see if we can get it. What was that, sir? For uh, Connor Park's team. Um, two seconds. Because I know, I know Connor is. Uh, um, he's good. He's gone for Rangers. Has he tonight? Yeah. So yeah. Connor Park could be on his way out, um, way out tonight. Um, so that'd be interesting. Uh, who's your coupon, Johnny? Oh. I just had it. It was Airdrie. Uh, Clyde 
And I'm trying to remember the other two teams Fantastic. that I'm struggling. Yeah, got there. Sorry. There we go. Clyde, Dundee United, uh, Ross County and Airdrie. Um, Airdrie, ten, 11 to 10. Ross County, 7 to 5. Dundee United, 8 to 11. Clyde are 23 to 20. And that's 19 to 1 for that those four teams. You're getting cocky after last week, aren't you? <laughs> last week, eh? Well, good week, but uh, yeah. this didn't come up. I think Elgin at home to Arbroath actually cost this one. Mm. But... Um, Maybe people should just listen to the one you put on Twitter before kick-off instead. Perhaps. Um, I'll, I'll probably be following a few of your tips in. I think Ross County are a good bet. Um, I think Airdrie are a good bet as well tomorrow. Mm. Who are you... Um, how much would you suggest people put on that coupon? How well, confident are you? I don't want to encourage gambling here. <laughs> well, I'm not going to st- stick the neck out and say put a tenner on it, so I'll just say a fiver. Just a fiver. Safe. Just a fiver. you probably lose your fiver anyway. <laughs> um, just about 15 minutes left. Uh, we'll chat a bit about Celtic now. Um, because Celtic, uh, in case you've somehow missed the news over the last few days, Celtic did somehow make it uh, to the Champions League group stage after an excruciating watch for um, neutrals, never mind Celtic fans. Um but, I mean, they got there in the end, Lewis, and that, that's kind of all that matters in the end. 2-0 doesn't really matter, it's 5-4 that matters. Yeah, I think it was probably one of the longest football games I've ever watched them in, in, my, in my life, to be honest. Second half just seemed to it last just forever. just seemed to drag on, yeah, yeah. It was very, very nerve-wracking, especially towards the end. I, I really felt they were going <laughs> to score and put us out, but uh, thankfully that didn't happen. Uh, wasn't, let's be honest, it was, it was a really... Really poor performance, I think. Um, I th- there was a, I mean, Yanko got a lot of, kind of criticism after the match. He did put himself about a bit, you know, he did get involved himself, but, I, you know, you can't really escape the fact. I think he was definitely at fault for the second goal. Uh, I, I know, um, I do think Gordon has to be stronger in that situation, but I think um, for Yanko, um, you know, it's him that's lost his man in the first place. I mean, he's the one that's tracking back. I mean, I mm-hmm. think that was his fault. But uh, yeah, it was a nerve-wracking um, game. But thankfully, it's all over, and we've got the Champions League to look forward to. Craig Gordon didn't seem to like the question from from Daryl Curry and BT. Have you heard the interview after the game? And Daryl Curry mm-hmm. basically kind of talks about being his fault for the the second Beersheva goal yeah. and he, he kind of comments going I don't think there's much you could do about that actually but thanks because um, he did make yeah. he did make the big penalty I mean, save yeah yeah I mean yeah do you know that was his first penalty save ever oh, in, in his career Gordon. yes <laughs> really how that's cool is that mental. I heard I heard that the other day how long has he been playing like I take it that's not involving uh, sorry including penalty shootouts yeah that was, yeah sure yeah. has he ever played in a penalty shootout Aye, I Hearts, two thousand six. He also saved a Rangers penalty, didn't he? I oh, know that was over the bar, Tavern, yeah. <laughs> Aye, but he's never saved a penalty in uh, a game, start, obviously. Man. That was what I heard in Super Scoreboard last night, anyway. First penalty yeah. save. I mean, um, amazing. He, he has been in for a lot of criticism. Again, I don't think he was at fault for the goal, although I do think your goalkeeper has to be stronger in that situation. Um, I, th- I think he's just been bulldozed. Over to be yeah, he has. No, he has, I think he's got just, the ball, and I think Yanko's just lost his yeah. balance and gone flying into him because I mean I, I'm not blaming him I wouldn't be blaming him if mm. I was a Celtic but it's 100% yeah. Yanko's fault but <clears throat> I do think you can maybe argue that Gordon could be a bit mm. stronger but I think yeah, yeah. I think to, to blame Gordon to be fair I think the BT folk everyone seemed to be blaming Gordon after that I mean the 
Chris Sutton was having a go at him later on. Oh, yeah. um, throughout the match he, and stuff. He, he was slating Yanko. Oh, as well. unbelievable, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, the, the word, your favourite word, sorry, Matt, kept coming up from Chris Sutton. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, he, he, he kept like saying, that. "I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. This guy's had a shock." And it got, as the game went on, it got worse and worse. It started with kind of he needs to do better, and it just this guy's had a nightmare type thing. Do you not think he's like, just an idiot? Someone how, needs to actually Chris make a Sutton. montage of Chris like, Sutton just yeah. talking about Yanko during that game. It was you really think, good. You think how good a commentator Derek Gray is, right? Aye. He must sit there every time and just go for God's sake, Chris, I, shut I, up. I, I, it's, it's, right. it's terrible. I think it's he's alright. I understand. No, I, I understand um, where Matt's coming from, and I get. I suppose where like other people say, well, you know, it, it, what he's saying is true, and it, it is true. But I think there's a way of getting it across without yeah, saying the same yeah, thing yeah, over and over yeah. again in the same kind of. Yeah. It's almost as if he's trying too hard. And like I'm not really, I think Derry Ray's a fantastic commentator. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of either of the three pundits they have on BT Sport. I like what they're doing with the two comments and mm-hmm. things like that. I think that's a good idea, and I, I think Daryl Curry's quite good. I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of the three of them, but I actually think, and this goes against every fibre of my being, that Chris Sutton at times, and it's mainly when he's opposing Michael Stewart, actually kind of makes a wee bit of sense. But there's just other times where he just talks complete nonsense and he just goes overboard. Mm. It's as if he's trying too hard to sound controversial. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's really entertaining, to be honest with you. And I think it's kind of fresh for someone to give their opinion, even though yeah. it may be a bit... Um, the way he's worded it is. I think it's what BT are looking for, and it gives... I think they just they think outside the box BT and remember yeah. when we were talking to Derek uh, when he came on the show and he was saying about how they promote the game yeah. uh, talk up the game like they're, they're miles ahead of Sky uh, in that regard yeah. uh, BT of course will have all the Champions League rights in a group Group C for Celtic mm-hmm. yes if every team has a C in their name as well I think um, <laughs> but uh, Barcelona uh, who wants to take them I'll let you take them Matt Think what can a, we I expect? I think they're quite a good team. We don't often <laughs> talk about like non-Scottish football. This is a bit uh, interesting, isn't it? No, I, th- I just think... Who, who, who should we look out from that Barcelona team? Who's Who, who have you heard of? That, Danger, man. That young guy, Messi. He's, he's Young? Yeah. He's well, getting on a bit. Oh, is he? Yeah, I, don't really know, I don't really know much about him, obviously. Then. Mm. No, I, um, I, honestly, I think in terms of a group, I think it's just they could not have got a tougher group, to completely honest. But even Bruce Havich and Gladbach gave a very good account of themselves last year in Europe. Um, yeah. I'll ask I you mean, about them, Johnny, because you, you see a lot of German football and I think you, you quite rate Gladbach. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of Gladbach, but I, in my opinion, they're the, they're the team that Celtic can get at the most, especially mm-hmm. at Celtic Park, because, I mean, you, you only have to see the other day, they've won 6-1 against Young Boys and 3-1 the first leg, so 9-2, the, they uh, they score goals for fun. Uh, Raphael, Hazard, these yeah. sort of players, but defensively, they're not amazing I really rate their keeper Jan Sommer, but um, Swiss guy, Swiss keeper. Uh, yeah, they've brought in a big, big boy Vestergaard from Werder Bremen, who's a good, good centre half. But mm. uh, down the wings, I think that's where you could really, they can really be got. At. I, I'd fancy Scott Sinclair um, mm-hmm. up against Gladbach's fullbacks. Mm. Scott Sinclair, a former Manchester City player, of course, also. Um, Colo Turi's a former Man City so player as well. as well. He's a current Man City player as well. Yeah. Um, and also Deirdre Boyata. Sorry, you see uh, Roberts is allowed to play? Yeah. Yes, yeah. by by UEFA rule. Yeah. I think there's still a bit to go in that. No, yeah. The, the Bangura rule. Yeah. I, I think there's a bit to, I think there's a bit to go in that though. Yeah, I think right, um yeah. I think that Celtic may well be asked not to play him. Uh, and there's a good relationship between the clubs, so I think yeah. Celtic might well uh, decide to do that. But that that's all to look forward to. Um 
a fantastic group and I think it, it's good to kind of have that to talk about in the show as well we'll actually get yeah. to discuss world class players because we don't have too many of them uh, in this country um, but we used to talking about the documentary that was on last mm-hmm. night little, see what it did there. that's pretty nice isn't it nice. Um, just a couple of minutes just chatting what, what did you I've not seen it I've heard it was quite good um, I've heard it was really good actually mm-hmm. Yeah, I think <laughs> we. Were, I think me and uh, Fisher were kind of expecting the worst about this thing. Uh, We'd had a few by this point by the time it came yeah, on. Yeah, disclaimer: a, a few beverages, cool. a few cans of coke. Um, <laughs> no, we. It was. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Well, I thought usually with these documentaries, it can go the kind of way of oh, um, Scottish football's rubbish and look how good we used to be in eighties. We won cups and trophies <laughs> and stuff. All that kind of what stuff, but like. I thought it was it was just kind of a kind of a real kind of accurate kind of telling of kind of mm-hmm. history almost, and there was actually it was interesting a lot of stuff that don't, doesn't get kind of picked up on. They kind of focused on so stuff like uh, the boy was uh, Duff or something, David Duff. Yeah, and then there was thing. the whole thing with the Celtic flag thing, which never really gets kind of brought up in these documentaries. I think it was was quite refreshing because that was. Um, Quite embarrassing, you know, kind of looking back on it, but um, yeah, I thought I thought it was a really and you know I had people at Spears saying you know uh, talking about the media and how you know it was unacceptable the kind of way uh, the, their relationship with Murray and stuff like that. So I I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was mm-hmm. good. I mean, obviously there's still a few episodes to go, so it could go time down, to downhill for there. I still think who who was it said that the final episode will just be like Pat Nevin and Archie McPherson <laughs> sitting in a studio just discussing where it all talking went about wrong, the coefficient or something, chatting about how how kids now have Xboxes and PS3s and that's why they don't play football in the street and all that <laughs> nonsense um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it actually I think it's about time that we had something like that that, that actually talks up our game albeit it's the former years of our game but it gives everyone just a wee bit of um, oh yeah we used to kind of be like that and I mean Scottish football's changed a lot but I think we've still we've not lost our love for the game we've maybe lost the quality players and qualifying for things but the, the same passion is there uh, I think our um, listeners have uh, have sent us in a few passionate questions. Uh, Fosh Town is asking, uh, and I don't know if he knows that we're actually a podcast and not a football club, um, <laughs> because he's asking, uh, what will your club spend their bumper two hundred thousand CL windfall on? I'd like AFC Aberdeen that is to buy a massive flag saying, oh. and I can't quite read what he said. It's is he a, maybe saying that, F uh, off Celtic? Is he maybe saying the panelists? What? Club? Is that not what he's meaning? What our individual yeah, clubs? Yeah. Well, let's let's think of this humorously. What would what should they? Uh, what should the clubs? What what could we spend two hundred grand on? Got a coupon tank. I don't know. New pair of specs for Ross Clark. <laughs> New haircut for Connor Park. Uh, any uh, more slaggings going on just before we well, round well, this well, one? Who up? else is not here? Uh, uh, Kelly Cow. Uh, give uh, give him some money and then can, see what, can, see can, what Johnson does with it. Buy my cat. He's a fan of the cats. Kelly Cat. Questions are a wee bit strange today, guys. Strewn Chilton is asking us your best ex Hibs team. Oh, um, that is random. Is he meaning? Do you think he means like a, that is all uh, that's there? Macalambe, <laughs> Chris Hogg, Ivan Sproul. Sproul was alright. Sproul was good. Who was the other Moroccan boy again? 
Zamama. Benjolin. Benjolin, oh my god, uh, yeah, the red gloves. Well, oh, wonderful. Do you know what was weird, right? <laughs> I was watching, for some reason, because I have no life and like barely a job, I was. I found myself watching the Hibs Livingston League Cup final. Mm. Good highlights. I think That's more needs to be made of the fact that Scott Brown used to have a red mohawk. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, this was yeah. a shot. I mean, and, and not, I'm not saying that because he's a Celtic player, because Kevin Thompson had some inexcusable blonde highlights as well. <laughs> but this thing was horrid. Like, if you get a chance, yeah, yeah, go back yeah. and see it, because it is horrible <laughs> here. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with that at all. Um, so there you go, Struan. We've given you a few names there. Uh, Kieran Poland, Will Sadyanko have Lionel Messi in his back pocket? Most certainly not. I would say. Don't think he'll play. Probably him. won't play. Yeah. Uh, probably, probably a fair answer. Um, a bit more sensible from Kenny Clark, not the Kenny Clark, I don't <laughs> think. Uh, I know it's early in the season, but is Joey Barton justifying his position in the Rangers midfield? Everybody actually done to me there, that was weird. Uh, I think with a player like Joey Barton, I imagine that's coming from some of the comments he's probably made. I think you need to, that's what, I mean, that's what you're going to get. I think he's not been great at points, but at other times he's shown why he's played at a fairly decent level his entire career. You know, this was the championship player of the season last year. He's still to get fit. It's the same, it's the same thing with, with any player, I think, that's coming to a new league that's trying to get <clears throat> sorry is uh, still trying to get 100% fit um, and trying to as I said earlier with the midfield situation it is, it is difficult I think I think Warburton is still trying to find the balance um, I think Barton will prove to be a real asset and you can already see the way he kind of talks to the players around him and try and organises things um, and his, his range of passing is absolutely superb mm. so I think um, I think he will be an asset but you know I, I can understand why people might be worried given some of the stuff he keeps coming out with that I think we all know that's kind of just what Joey Barton does final question in from Taylor what do you think about Rangers transfer and wage expenditure a finance one for you Lewis <laughs> for me yes um, I know you love finances I was actually uh, Fisher actually mentioned this last night he was saying he was almost worried now when Rangers are, are spend, spending one, <laughs> 1.7 million or something like Aye. that which listen <laughs> I, I don't think like what we'll put Rangers like the whole thing what happened with them it wasn't like spending kind of money like, like that it was spending like 12 million on Tory Andrew Foe <laughs> and stuff like that like that's kind of what maybe kind of doomed them I think so as long mm. as they don't go back to that I'm I sure think be, the sure thing was um, it was more I mean I, I know what I did say worry but it's, it, it was kind of in relation to like um you know, it is a lot of money from where from the position we've been in. I think I believe the deal was like seven hundred grand up front, and then another seven hundred add-ons or something like that. I think the way we've gone about our business, I think we've done well. Um, I think the best example of this, as Hamish points to his watch, yes. is the Jordan Rossiter deal. Um, I'm very comfortable with how we've done so far this summer. Fantastic! Thank you very much, uh, Lewis, Johnny, Callum, and Matt for joining me. Uh, Hamish in the studio today enjoy your weekend whatever you get up to you too listener um, and we'll see you on Monday or Tuesday maybe bye